flick on the kid pod the kid carson show with honest conversation you can always know the intention is to grow you can feel the soul attitude of gratitude the guests are dope who's next to show at the paradox apparently a pair of top guns in a field talking triceratops can't stop won't stop honest conversation big kid on his own it's a new station it's the you with the we in the yeah 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 now give it up for your host the realest man in broadcasting history Kid, 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 Carson. I love it. Let's get it. Okay, so listen, we're just going to get right into it. Let's do it. Okay? <laughs> Let's get right into it. So, I mean, I'm scrolling the gram as I often do. Uh-huh. And then I see like this sexual alchemy or sensual alchemy or something. And I thought, what is that? Hmm. And your whole page had a very sort of mystical vibe. Yes, that it was I a dug. mystical vibe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I saw things like sacred sexuality, spiritual journeys, did Playboy at 18. Yep. Uh, tantric stuff. <laughs> Cambo. It's been quite the journey. I'm, I'm like, on. what's Cambo? I'm like, okay, we need to unpack <laughs> oh, some of this stuff. We have a lot here. to talk about. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and you're, you're like, you're coaching people. Yes. How would you describe yourself first? And then we'll take it from there. Yeah. So myself, I've been on quite the journey for the last little while, um, coming from a background of working in film. And then all of a sudden having this awakening and realizing, oh no, that's that's not my path at all. Mm. <laughs> it was just a stepping stone to where I'm at now. Right. And I'm realizing that with the way things are shifting in humanity, that there's such a need for knowledge around sacred sexuality and protecting our energy and mm. elevating ourselves to the next level. A lot of it stems from our sexual energy and most people don't realize that mm. because our sexual energy is our life force energy, it's our arrows. Mm. Right, it propels us forward. It's um, a tantra is actually a path to enlightenment as well. Interesting. I don't. Many people don't know that. <laughs> they just think, no. oh, tantra is sex. Yeah. Tantra has nothing to do with sex, really. Interesting. You can have tantric sex, but tantra is all about energy. It's about opening up your heart, and that allows you to heal and alchemize the things in your physical body, so that you can reach enlightenment that way. And there's such a movement right now with. Um, getting women to express their their sexuality right and a lot of that is through movement and so I'm, I'm all about that that sensual movement that flow that gets the energy moving and that's where twerking comes in too mm. a lot of people think it's this derogatory thing no it's actually an ancient spiritual practice what yeah <laughs> because shaking your booty your root chakra is down in this area right that's your womb space Okay. And so when you're moving that in a certain type of way it's shaking it up it's unlocking things that are stuck there trauma things like that. Mm. Right. So when you shake your booty in that way, it is so liberating. It's actually freeing you and it's freeing your sexual energy and it's healing you. Well, I've actually never tried it, so I wouldn't know, but I'm, <laughs> I, I have plans tonight now. <laughs> I was thinking about doing a twerk class actually. Really? Yeah. People think that you need to be confident before you can do something like that, but really maybe you Aww. need to do something that like that to unlock to your unlock, confidence. Exactly. That's exactly right. it. Okay. Movement okay. is so powerful. Mm. I actually started um, a challenge with a few friends as well. It was um, a sensual flow activation challenge. So we did it for 30 days and we would post a video of us dancing sensually every day for 30 days and post it on our Instagram story. Oh and we God. got all these other people to join and they were posting and we sort of created this whole community around it and people were, yeah. And there seems to be a lot of shame around sexuality too. It seems to be like the number one thing we are yes. ashamed. Is that by design? Like you're saying it, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And you know, 
as we know with everything that's going on in the world right now, there's some major mm. shifts happening. And that is the one thing um, that has keep, kept a lot of people suppressed is that shame around sexuality, especially mm. women. Because shame is a one of the lowest vibrational emotions or frequencies. It keeps you in such a low, low place if you have that shame, right? Mm. Um, and so, you know, sexuality can be used to liberate you. It can be used to call in more abundance, but it can also be used to suppress you. How do you get over that? Mm. Because I, I noticed not only got to build up the confidence and then you've got to like unlock this then there's the judgment of other people and you and a lot of the time mm -hmm. it's, it's women judging women oh yeah if we're talking about women for a sec how do you get to the point where you are yeah you know it it takes a lot of work for sure um i had a lot of blockages around that and well, for example doing something mm. like this coming on a podcast that i've never mm. done before mm. and just saying "Fuck it i have to face those fears i have to start speaking out Right. Otherwise, yeah. how are we going to transform and change? Right. Right. So it's just, yeah, I mean, it, it has taken um, a long time for me to actually get here. A lot of lessons, but we take those lessons. We learn from them. We transmute. Right. We mm. alchemize. I kind of just woke up and was like, you know what? I have to go for it. I'm seeing all the signs and it's like, what do I have to lose? This is my path. I don't care what anybody else thinks about me. But, um, there was a workshop that I was a part of. It was a seven week sacred sexuality immersion. And it was getting into archetypes and unlocking your sensuality. And it was in a sacred container with a few of us. And over the seven weeks, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about this, this world. Mm. And each week there was um, a different initiation that we had to go through, whether it was the warrior or the lover or all these different archetypes. And it happened to align with what was going on exactly in my life at that time. It was very, very divinely orchestrated. And I think that was the thing that really sparked it because it was a quest. It was a journey to find our mythic self. And mm. that's where the name Isis Sophia came from, from meeting this Oh yeah, workshop. I saw that in your bio, right? Yeah. Okay, what is that all about? You get a yeah. name at the end? Do they bestow a name on you? Or Basically, you, you... It, comes to, it comes to you. It's like, you know, intuitively, what, what is that name? What is your mythic self? What does it embody? And so we had to write out a declaration of our mythic self mm. to get to know ourselves better on a soul level. And that's what came through for me. Is it like how Beyonce has her other name, Basically, Sasha yeah, Fierce exactly, or something? That's exactly it. Is that the same? Yeah, kind of, so it's the same, same, but different. You embody this. <laughs> yeah. So when do you become ISIS? What was the last part? ISIS, ISIS uh, Sophia. ISIS Sophia. Mm -hmm. When do you become ISIS Sophia? It's, um, yeah, I guess my, not, I don't want to say alter ego, but my other persona, my mythic self. And I do, I'm using that in this work that I'm doing now. Mm. Yeah. So whether it be at the strip club, because I just started working at a strip club. Serving drinks or wild. dancing? <laughs> dancing dancing of course of course of course of course really which is so and that's yeah that's another thing too that is just so wild to me because one day i just woke up and i was like i'm gonna work at the strip club at 34 years old i mean who does that it's, i mean i think it's no hilarious one, no one has the confidence to do that i think it's hilarious and i love it because life is a simulation i i'm with you on that <laughs> i am with you on that and right? we're all gonna die soon <laughs> exactly. so like stop messing around and go and you know it's funny because growing up like you grew up thinking it's like shameful to go to the strip club or whatever. Mm. I don't know when you're younger, but women love to go to the strip club and they love strippers. Oh yeah. Like they I always have, it's like they admire the, the, not just the athleticism of it, but the, the freeing, the spirit, the all the stuff you're talking about. It. It's so it is healing in a way. And it's unfortunate that it's, everything's kind of been like reversed, right? Inverted in a way. And there was this sort of derogatory, like dirtiness about it. Mm -hmm. But it's really, it's not meant to be like that. It's actually a very sensual experience. Because mm. a lot of these women I, I noticed in there, they're sensual goddesses. 
they're amazing. Mm. Like their light is just like spreading. You know what I mean? I've seen and a so, couple of those. Oh yeah. yeah I'm know? like, I'm just in awe. I'm like, you are so beautiful. And it's not just the way they look, it's their energy, right? And yeah. the, the way they move. And it's like, it's so, it just encaptures it. You're just like, wow. I've been in a strip club where like yeah. women are giving the dancers a standing ovation. Yeah. Like, woo! Like it's a, a, it's a celebration of yeah. like, damn girl, I'm all fired up now. Exactly. So and how, I love did you it. Start I how did you get to that point where you I'm going to start? I, I'd been working in nightlife for years doing the, the acting thing and then serving bartending since I was like 19. So I've been down that route and then COVID hit. I lost both my jobs, <laughs> my serving job, mm -hmm. film work was no more for seven months or something. So I'm like, well, <laughs> here we are. Guess I'm gonna... And then when things, well, serve. Right, right. <laughs> and then when things started rolling again, I was like, oh, I don't really want to go back to the club. I don't really want to serve. It's just not in alignment anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I started focusing more on the healing stuff. But then the sacred sexuality and Tantra came into it. And I had no idea this was going to be part of my healing journey. I started with Reiki. I became a Cambo practitioner. We'll talk more about that. too. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Um, but that's sort of how I started. It was Reiki first, then it was Cambo. And then one day I was driving in my car with my girlfriend, Kendra, and she just looks at me and says, Tantra, that's your path, Tantra. And I was like, huh? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then boom, things just, the universe was like, here you go, here you go. Everything was just there. Huh. Yeah. As soon as I made that choice. And, and you, so you knew what Tantra was. I had I'm an idea. Even, I had an idea. I'm not even fully sure what it is. I've heard Most the term. Don't. I know it. There's I a lot like of confusion around what it. What do I think it is? Tantra. I, I, I picture like, I'm picturing like it's a strange sexual position <laughs> and then you've got to like, there's different positions is it like, in Kama Sutra. For is it sure. like, you, yeah. <laughs> is it like controlling yourself? Is it like not climaxing? Or am I thinking of something totally that's, different? That's part of it. There's, there's okay. a practice called semen retention as okay. well. Is that part of Tantra? Yes. Okay. Yes. So semen retention is actually the practice of circulating your sexual energy as a male instead of giving it away because that's your life force energy. It's powerful, mm. right? It's right. life, this life giving substance. And so if you're just giving that away willy nilly, that's the, the problem with the porn industry too, right? That's what they're doing on purpose. That's they're trying 100%. to kill they're trying our to life get force. rid of the, exactly. Yes. And the testosterone, keeping them low so they're not able to fight just back. Kill the warriors first. 100%. And then you go Let's for give them free porn so they can just like jerk off every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just weakening them. Mm -hmm. You are so powerful. If you have control over that, you can have control over anything, right? right. So right. if you're able to control your semen, you can still orgasm, but you don't have to ejaculate. And that's something people don't know. And it comes from uh, breathing techniques. It comes from practice, using that energy, circulating it, right? Bringing it up the chakras, the energy centers, and just keeping it within you and then using that. And it makes you more powerful. It ha gives you more energy, makes you more abundant. So I know ways, I've read right? about it. I've read yeah, about it. And I go, how does this, I got one buddy who's gone three months mm. with him and his partner. Wow. And he's like, he's like, dude, I've got penis power. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God. It's like, crazy. It will change yeah. your life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's wild. The yeah. Next time I talk to he's, he's uh, living in, in Europe, but we're just texting this. And I'm like, Hey, we need to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. just about, <laughs> No, you what should. Are you doing? You yeah. should. Cause people need to know these things. Yeah. And that's just the, like a small part of it. So, so Tantra is an umbrella term for a lot of these it's, things. It's energetic. So Tantra in itself is, is a path to enlightenment. There's many different paths Okay. and, and it's, it's all sexual. It's all, no, it's all energetic. Oh, it's not really anything to do with sex. Oh, you can have tantric sex. And it allows you to see the divine in a partner and you become one, you weave the energies together because Tantra mm. means to weave. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know, yeah. I didn't know so any of this. Either you yourself weaving your energy with the divine connecting to source 
or you do that through a partner and you have that divine union and that mm. connection and you reach, you know, source that way and you tap into that energy that way. And there's different practices that you can do with a partner and with yourself. So you can practice Tantra without even having a partner at all, mm. just through your own self-love practice. Is this like a, almost like a, a med meditative sexual thing? Like, are you? It can be, it's not necessarily uh, meditation, but some, for example, something that you can do um, to have tantric sex is eye contact. Mm. A lot of people don't do that because they don't feel comfortable having eye, eye contact mm. because it's awkward. Yeah. But that is what- Some people think that I have too much eye contact. <laughs> like, I really like, I love eye contact. That's amazing. And like, no, we're staring, we're, we're in locked in right now. Right? And I'm good with it. I yeah. love it. No, it's great. But, it's so important. Yeah. It's so important. Okay. That just means you're comfortable with yourself, I'm going to see who looks so right? first right now. <laughs> no, I'm like okay, not blinking. <laughs> So, okay. So if you're having tantric sex, oh God, we, this this podcast is going to be eight hours long. Okay. So <laughs> if be. you're having tantric sex by yourself, yes. what does that look like? Are you chanting? It looks is like there... Uh, there is some of that. Okay. So there's, there's four different types of tantra. There's okay. white tantra, pink tantra, red tantra, and black tantra. So white tantra is like spiritual mastery. So that does involve like chanting and mantras and mudras and things like that. That's white. And it's just by yourself. That's white tantra. That's white. Okay. Pink tantra okay. is focusing more on the heart center, um, which is allowing you to unlock that um, love energy within yourself mm. so that you can better connect to the divine and heal yourself. Okay. Um, and then red tantra gets more into the sexual stuff. So with a partner, um, with yourself, with like masturbation, things like that. Mm. Um, breaking through certain blockages, certain traumas that you have that aren't allowing you to fully express your sexuality. Mm. And that's where like conscious kink and BDSM and things like that can come into play as well. Playing with those, those polarities. That's tantric? Well. It can be very tantric. Absolutely. I thought that was it's a different playing category. With those, playing with those energies, right? Anything, anything yeah, can be tantric if you are working with that energy and you're using that intention. You're right. Cause I guess yeah. With that stuff, you're, you're, you have the power and control and then mm -hmm. role playing and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's you all, are. It's energetic too, right? Gotcha. And then there's black tantra, which often gets a bad rap because it's using sex magic. Oh. But the thing is, it's all about intention, right? So some people mm. will use that in a negative way. You can also use that in a positive way. So using sex magic, you can manifest things in this 3D reality mm. through the power of orgasm. I read a lot of like sex magic stuff. I don't read a lot of it, but when I, <laughs> I read a lot of I sex magic stuff. No. <laughs> when that when I see that term come up, it's normally in a conversation about like the occult, the elites, like the the you know, the trillionaire class who are, you know, using mm -hmm. you know, puppeting the whole world. Yes, that's world. exactly what they do. Because I've heard that sex magic is like really like it's powerful. The most powerful. It's, it's the, the most powerful. Most, and that's why our sexuality's mm. been suppressed mm. right because so like, that gives us our power so the giving free porn to everyone is a weapon against us is that a type of sex magic in a way in a way in yeah because it's using your sexuality mm. to like weaken you mm. so yeah for sure interesting yeah oh God, and they do we... that they do all types of that kind of magic right like yeah. black magic on us all the time interesting mm -hmm. yeah so we have to combat it now with our white magic oh my god <laughs> okay and do you, get, do you get into all this stuff with when you're coaching or like uh no, I mean, no. I, I've literally just begun this path. Okay. So I'm still figuring out what it is that I'm offering people. Yeah, whatever they need, I guess, what right? I, yeah, you and I'm, say, I'm right, starting. Great to meet you. We're going to do sex magic. <laughs> so, right? right? It's all it's all intuitive. So when I start working with people one-on-one -on -one in that way, it's going to be like, what do you need specifically, right? Yeah. 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 Wow. And there's so many different ways you can work with people in this way. 
Interesting. I actually just, uh, my girlfriend, Steph and I, we hosted our first women's goddess circle. It was called the sacred flame and it was all about activating that sensual flame within. Mm. And so that went amazing. So I love that. I love connecting women, um, empowering women, getting them together, allowing them to feel you know, comfortable to express themselves. Yeah. So love working with women. I love working with men too. I want to eventually work with couples mm. as like a sex therapist and an intimacy coach. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Just think of all those people out there who are so disconnected. Intimacy is so important mm. and they don't know how to speak up and, and say what they want. And so years go by and then it's just longer periods of time without sex. And it's not so much about the physical act of sex. It's that like emotional and energetic connection and the intimacy of it. And then if you're like this um, sexually free person and you're dating, I don't know what your relationship status is, <laughs> but Single. okay. So I'm just wondering, like, so you, when you're meeting people, and you're, trying to, different world you're trying to find like a match. I'm thinking like, okay, most people are like swipe left, swipe right, whatever. No, you're like, um, I'm on a, I might be on I'm a like, different level. you ready for it? <laughs> <laughs> a different level than you, you know what yeah it's it's a it's a different thing to navigate but i don't worry about it for a second yeah because i know that, that person out there for me is going to be so supportive mm -hmm. and they're going to understand and they're going to want to be on that journey with me right mm. so i'm like oh, yeah universe i know there's that person out there for me and they're gonna show up when the time is right yeah yeah so okay. I, I don't stress about these yeah things. yeah no. part of your journey because i think it's fascinating that you did playboy at 18. I just wanted to be famous. Right? I was like, I'm going to be in Playboy. I'm going to hang out at the mansion, you know, and I was getting into acting as well. And I was like, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in Hollywood. I had stars in my eyes. Right. I thought that was the path. You know, I knew that I had to express myself in some way, but I didn't know exactly how back then, mm. but I had this like active sexual energy just naturally. And so I just naturally did that. It was really cool. Freaking I loved awesome. it. Yeah. I freaking loved it. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. feel very, very natural being nude and I still do photo shoots to this day. I actually, I started an OnlyFans too. <laughs> an OnlyFans? I'm okay, on we'll Only get to that. We'll the, get to I'm, that. I'm doing all that. I'm going full <laughs> on with this stuff. So yeah, um, did that. It was an amazing experience. Really, really cool. I got to travel to the mansion. I went to a couple of parties down there, yeah. met some amazing people. Um, and it was interesting. Like I grew up uh, in North Vancouver and I was in college at the time and everyone kind of knew, right? I was like, oh, the Playboy girl, you know? And so oh, I have like, people coming into my campus. work and I would like sign their, the magazine for them. Oh my God. <laughs> right? And wow. um, and then I got more into acting and I was training for, for years and auditioning and filming some stuff locally in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to take it more seriously. So I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to be seen as the hot blonde all the time. And so I did some theater training and I, you know, got really, really serious about it. And I was like, I can't be so sexy because mm. I'm not going to cast me. You mm. know what I mean? So I sort of suppressed that part of myself a little bit. It's like, Just, oh, I can't put two sexy photos on Instagram because wow. they're not going to cast me in this production. Interesting. You know what I and mean? And now you're fully unleashed. Out there. And now I'm, oh, I feel amazing. Like mm -hmm. I, I can finally be myself. And so when I started to become more disinterested in that world, that's when this started yeah blossoming yeah interesting mm -hmm. wow and now i'm just okay. going in with a whole different mindset in that world consciously with intention right even when i go to work at the strip club it's like i'm doing this as a choice consciously because i enjoy it mm. and i'm bringing in that light and that amazing energy in there right i'm not doing it out of desperation i'm not going in there and getting absolutely wasted and getting caught up in the party atmosphere of it mm. no i'm doing it because i really really enjoy it it's mm. great money great exercise i love the people there it's just like 
Wow. Yeah. And I'm not saying for, that everybody should go out and be a stripper. Absolutely not. I really don't think that unless you're in a place where you've done the work. Oh yeah. Cause people start young and they, you can get wrong... caught up in mm. it. There's a lot of darkness in there. Right. And you're taking on the energy of the people in that club, you know, when you're giving them a dance, if you don't know how to protect your energy mm. and if you're not at a certain place in your life, like vibrationally as well, it's dangerous. It is. What's your name? And so at the club, yeah, Isis Sophia. Oh, of course, of course it is. With all the yeah. So it is uh, like the so the DJ will say Isis Sophia. Welcome Isis Sophia to the stage. Yeah, yeah wow. exactly. <laughs> and then um, okay, so what's it like when you're mingling with the other dancers? Because there will be people who are don't know how to protect their energy. There's so there. many other ones that are just the same too, and I'm really? noticing that as well. I'm like, wow, and I love I get along so well with all the girls there. I love hmm. them. Wow. I think they're yeah and I'm like and I see an opportunity there as well to teach women about energy protection mm. and about sacred sexuality and things like that right so my other girlfriend Bridget and I she's been dancing for years as well she recently just went back after five years off on her healing journey and now she's back in the strip club consciously as well like I am and so her and I want to start doing women's circles where we teach uh, women in sex work about protecting their energy teaching them about what sexual energy is and energy transfer and things like that yeah. and then teaching them different meditations energy protection can you um, describe what what um sorry you just said it now i can't remember what you just said but it was very cool but transferring sexual energy or, or something yeah that's a big one what did you just so, say though energy transfer energy transfer yeah. we have to talk about that because so, that yeah, is a yeah. huge thing and most people don't know this and i found out the hard way as women we are portals we literally give birth to souls into this realm mm. like we are powerful and when you have sex with a man they're entering you and their their energy you're taking that on like whatever it is whatever like they haven't transmuted you know what i mean you, you take that on like that energy stays in your field mm. the reason that is is because physiologically when women are having sex with a man they're that's their father of the child right they're looking for the father of their child and that is why the energy stays in your field for up to seven years so that what? if you were to have a baby the baby would feel the energy of the of the father that's how they feel it right so that's why we hold on to that energy and if that energy has darkness if the energy is like negative in any way like we carry that right and it's affecting us and that's why so many women especially in sex work are suffering with depression anxiety substance abuse problems suicide you know there's a lot of these issues and it's because of that seven years mm -hmm. and for men it's, it's not the same hmm. it's not the same yeah because the man is entering the woman exactly okay and interesting. we are a we take we really really take it on yeah and that's why spiritual hygiene is so important energy clearings things like you know there's things you can do on your own sometimes you need the help of a shaman i've worked with a shaman many many times she's helped me a lot or i've had actually like you know energetic attachments and, and you know you've heard of energy cords you even have energetic cords with people in your life your family members your friends you have energetic cords with them as well but the sexual energy cord is the one of those ones that can be very dangerous because if someone is has any darkness attached to them any entities because i'm really into all this stuff too right yeah. like interdimensional beings and oh, entities yes. and things things now that you're can talking. things that can latch onto you because they yes. can they yeah. can yeah. and so if someone has that and you have sex with them they are attaching a cord usually into your solar plexus and they're siphoning your energy because oh these God. beings they are not connected to source and so they need to feed off of your life force energy so they will oh take God. it from you yeah yeah and so i've worked with a shaman in order to mitigate this issue 
Oh my god. <laughs> this is the craziest awesome stuff ever. I know it's wild. Oh my god. It's wild. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, 7 years the energy can stay in your mm-hmm. body unless in your you, field unless you clear it out unless, unless you, do, you clear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's possible if you don't know anything about this stuff. Yeah. You can be sleeping with, you know, let's say over the course of a year you sleep with a few guys because you have the energy of all these guys all in your field at the same time. Mm-hmm. Basically, oh it's God. super dangerous. That's why casual sex is actually, especially as a woman, it's actually very dangerous. Wow. And that's God. like the number one thing that oh people need to know about. That's why I'm so like, that's why I'm on here today because I need to start talking about this because a this lot of people wild. just don't know. Yeah. But it's all it's all coming out now, right? Like this awakening has been crazy and sexuality is, I think, like one of the most important topics. Wow. With all of this. Yeah. Especially when we notice how it's being hijacked. Oh, yeah. they use it to just you can use sexuality to create you can use it to destroy Mm -hmm. and one of the biggest destroyers of somebody's life is sexual abuse especially as a child Mm -hmm. that is something i'm extremely passionate about because if that happens to you oh my god like your life will be in turmoil and you might not even understand why or know how to heal it and it's really really sad yeah and it's amazing when people do realize that and another thing too is ancestral things as well Mm -hmm. and I learned that it's so crazy, but when you, when you pass on whatever you haven't healed, that goes with you. And by doing the healing work now in this lifetime, you're actually healing your ancestors who weren't able to heal themselves. Interesting. Yeah. It's very connected. Wow. Yeah. So when you pass on, um, would that come back with you reincarnated or, or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Like, like karmically? Yeah. Karmically. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. But then there's, there's another instance where, if your soul has a lot of pain and you weren't able to heal that, let's say if through sexual trauma and you pass over, you can be stuck on the other side and you can still be in darkness. You can still be in turmoil for, I don't know how long until your soul is released. And that's what they call, I guess, in Christianity, purgatory, I think is what they mm. call it. That, that kind of like in between right. where souls can get stuck there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, so mm-hmm. interesting. I know. So interesting. There's so much. Uh, <laughs> Especially when you, not that we want to go down this rabbit hole because it's super so dark. So rabbit holes. Oof. But there are some, you know, awake people as you start dipping in all the rabbit holes. Yeah. You eventually get to the one with, you know, missing children and all sorts mm. of weirdness, you oh know. Oh my God. Oh my and, God. And it's the one where you go, whoa, okay. That's the pandemic right there is right? the human trafficking. Right. Yes. That's what they want us distracted yeah, from. It's, it's insane. But you know, do you know why that is? Why? It's an energetic thing. Okay. This is a whole rabbit hole situation. Mm-hmm. But these people who are in power right now, right, who are not necessarily positive. Not, necessar- <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> nice people. Definitely not. <laughs> so they are, you know, they have entity attachments. These, these dark beings, right? They're, they're latched on and they need this life force energy. And what do children have? They have very, very special, powerful light energy. Mm. They're innocent, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have kids. It's unbelievable. It's insane. Yeah. They just have this, this love and this, you know what I mean? Until society like (laughs) brings them down a a few pegs as they get older, right? All these things happen to them and it just, you know, and you lose that A, a lot of kids come into this world, especially now, and they have these abilities and these powers, right? But it can get shut down because Mm. of programming and society and all of that. Right. Yeah. So they unfortunately, um, use these children, um, for their sexual energy. Yeah. Sexual magic and mm, all that stuff. It's so messed up. Like, yeah. That is, mm. ugh, and people just want to turn a blind eye because they think, Oh, that can't be true. That's no, mm, that's so painful. To but even that think is about the biggest concern right now in our society. Yeah. Is the children. 
It's all being exposed now, though. Like, But it's all coming out. It's all coming out. It's, it's so crazy. Out. Like, have I you know. felt, like, the energies lately? And just, you know, after the Queen's death, and then, like, you see the um, Hollywood, too. Army Hammer. Did you see that no. documentary? Army, oh. ha- what's it called? Army Hammer. You know the actor? No. Oh, you have to look maybe, into this. Maybe I know the face. Oh, my gosh. So he comes, from, with names he comes from a very, very wealthy family. His grandfather was an oil tycoon. And there's a history of this kind of like demonic dark energy in the family, right? He was very abusive, all of this. And then all these women started coming out saying how he was abusive and he's like a cannibal. He used to say how he wanted oh, to like eat the, you know what I mean? Someone told me about this now. Okay, yeah, okay, there's yes. a whole documentary on it. So all of these behaviors are getting exposed. Oh my you know God. I mean? It's like, why are people behaving this way? Yeah. That's not normal. Humans don't do that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Humans don't all of a sudden decide to just like shoot up a school or you know what I mean? It's like there is something attached to them and it is telling them to do this. Yeah. It's true. It's so true. Like once you have these these demons, they put those dark thoughts into your head. They they tell you to do things. Yeah. You have to clear that shit. Oh my God. You have to raise our vibration. Who are we going to call? <gasps> Sarah! <laughs> She's ready. I was going to say Ghostbusters. She's ready to heal you. More like demon busters. <laughs> but you're right. It starts. Just call me Buffy. <laughs> it starts with healing yourself. It does and vibrating as high as you yes. can. And then that's sort of like a, a contagious thing. Yes. And then we all sort of, that's mm-hmm. what we gotta do, right? You have to heal yourself first. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, that's what, why they say the wounded healer, right? If you're a healer, you've usually been through some shit. Mm. And so it's a constant thing. You're always protecting your energy. You're always working on yourself, alchemizing all these things, right? It's a constant. Yeah. But yeah, yourself comes first. Do you want to share any bit of your shit? Because you are a healer and you just said it. Something must have brought you to this point where, you know, you don't have to. Absolutely. I'll just, no, I'll just leave it out there. Yeah, just, I'll, I'll just let that I dangle will say for one a thing. I mean, there's, yeah, there's things I won't get into, just family, family stuff. But the main catalyst, I would say, for my awakening was being in a really, really toxic relationship mm. right before COVID. And that was sort of the catalyst that just pushed me to the edge. And I was like, absolutely not mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know it just drove me absolutely insane it was completely toxic like manipulative narcissist you know like that mm. whole thing right yeah and i think on some level that had to happen for me to have this awakening mm. you know there's always there's something like a lot of people will hit a complete rock bottom you know a relationship or they'll lose everything in their life and that's where they build back up yeah. from there right so that yeah that's that's what happened to me and it was right before covid when that ended and then of course during covid there's a lot of time to go in a lot of rabbit holes yep <laughs> so yep. there was that and i was doing a lot of yeah a lot of healing i got my reiki in 2020 my reiki certification so yeah from there it's just been i want to i want to find out about this what's this thing you do cambo mm, cambo yeah cambo cambo because it says reiki Cambo, and then you had like you know sound, and I'm like, whoa, okay. Sound I've, healing, I've heard powerful. of sound healing. Yeah, I've heard of um, Reiki, mm-hmm. but I've never heard of Cambo. Never heard of Cambo. Okay. Is this a new thing? Uh, new to me. New-ish to the Western world, I would say. Okay. Um, but it comes from the Amazon. Okay. Uh, a lot of indigenous indigenous people use this medicine, and it's it's just become very very popular in the Western oh, it's world. A medicine. And it's a medicine. Yeah, oh, okay. it's it's a frog venom actually. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I've heard of frog venom. Yes. So it's, but not the kind that gets you high. This one is a non-psychoactive. Okay. So it's strictly a purge that you go through. So it's essentially you're, you're poisoning yourself in a way, but there's, so in the venom, there's actually bioactive peptides and it goes straight into your gut 
and that heals your physical body. And then you're working with the spirit of this cambo frog and that's helping to clear out all of the energetic debris and stuff in your energy field as well. So say, so say it's again, healing you're, you're, you on you're, so you're working levels. with the spirit of the cambo frog. Yes. Oh my God. So you're setting up a sacred space. It's, you know, it's, it's a ceremony, right? When you have a client, um, you're calling in your, your guides, you're blessing the space, you're, you know, calling on the spirit of Cambo, of course, to help you with the healing. And then there's like the science behind it is peptides that go into your gut. And mm. it's like, you do throw up. It is a purge, right? And it's right. not, it's not fun. It lasts maybe like 20, 30 minutes and you feel very, very nauseous. Like it's the worst hangover of your life. Oh my God. I'm sold. <laughs> Right. I know a lot of people are like, I Sign hate puking. Oh, I'm like, honestly, it's not that bad. Like it's such a short period of time that you feel like that. And then the effects after are just physical and mental or all spiritually, of it. all of it, all of it, all of it. It can unlock, like it has this ability to unlock your creativity as well. I find I had, um, a girl, one of my clients, she told me that afterwards she started painting out of nowhere and they were like really, really good paintings. And she's like, I swear Cambo like activated this within me. Wow. And it has to do with sexual energy as well, because Cambo, it's a frog, right? Frogs love water. The sacral chakra, which has to do with your sensuality, your sexuality, your creativity is the water. Mm. Sacral is the water mm. element. Mm. And so it makes sense that Cambo works to help with that, with your sacral, with your sexual energy, your creative energy, all of that. Wow. Yeah. And how do you digest the um, venom? So you, I don't know if you can see, can you see the scars here? Oh, so little, you dull dots, the dots little... yeah so you burn the skin with incense like that and you put the venom here and then it goes through your lymphatic system and you feel like oh tingly God. all over you feel really really hot in the face and then like the nauseousness sets in and you're like Bleh! you're just like getting rid of all your demons wow mm -hmm. so, and you, so just, in, you just sit there and wait for it to hit you and it's uh -huh. just oh yep. my god yep you got your bucket in front of you and you're just like whoo oh but you feel so amazing after like no brain fog everything like so much energy i had so much energy after yeah. did you have to go to the jungle to do this or is it local no no or... I, I do it in my house oh you do it in your house mm -hmm. oh my God. yeah i can well, self i can self-serve to myself anytime as well and i have clients as well interesting yeah oh my god it's so powerful so i want to try it but I'm, but I'm nervous well because <laughs> I, I, I i've on my bucket list is to try them um, the ayahuasca oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and i, I kind of feel like i'd want to do it authentically and travel to like the jungle and you know, would do the whole like thing. Of course. But I know there's people I think locally around the island that do it. But, yes, but it's I've the done purging. it here. I've done it here. Yeah. It's the throwing up and stuff that kind of is a little bit of a roadblock. Mm -hmm. Not that I wouldn't do it, but you just kind of go, maybe I'm not in a rush. <laughs> well, that's you holding on, right? <laughs> right. It's, it's not the puking. Yeah. It's that you're afraid of the unknown. You're afraid to heal, really, because mm. you know what's on the other side. And yeah. you're like, you have, you just, it, you automatically have those, those fears that come up, right? Yeah. 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 I, I got to get there. I've done DMT. Okay, yeah, yeah. Have you done DMT? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> I think we mismeasured the dose because I literally. <laughs> Did I, you do? Was it the five meo, or was it from like a a pen, or was it a? No, it was a. Uh, it was it was made by some hippies on the island from yeah. like organic grass. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and it was like huh. I know it took me like years to even track it down. Whoa. The, the pen thing, I'm not sure about. I don't know. Yeah, because there's just, there's different forms of DMT. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I don't know. It was like a white powder it looks very menacing okay and then you've got to smoke it in this pipe you just feel like uh, okay this just looks wow. uh it looks incriminating yeah. you know yeah yeah um and was it um more of like a visual experience or was it like the complete ego death one? Oh, i thought i was actually died i thought oh. i was actually dead so that yeah that sounds like the five meo which is it's like an ego death like you literally when you have that dose there's 
three stages that you do it in, at least when I did it. Mm. There's like the handshake dose, the hug dose, and then the full blast off. And the full blast off, it was like I died. Literally, it was like I was in that void in like the the blackness and like the infinite oneness. And I was like, holy fuck, I have no body. Um, oh, there's no time. Time doesn't exist. Like what oh, is going on? I think on? I was there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that sounds about right. It was insane. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. not a whole story, but um, mm. it's weird to think like, oh my God, I'm dead. You know what I actually described it like? <laughs> it's like wherever I went felt like the real world. Mm -hmm. Like it was reality. Yes. And this is the simulation. And this is the simulation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, and I noticed where I, where I went, it was like almost like, 8k or whatever yeah. so so super hd that when i came back here this now forever feels like a vhs yeah tape. yeah like it's not fully real totally it's like i'm in the, the video game exactly right but that's so powerful because then yeah. you're not afraid of death mm. you realize that you create your own reality mm -hmm. in the simulation that's a big one right yes once you have that awakening you're like oh I'm in control of everything. Right. Every thought that I have, every choice that I make is just creating my own reality. And that's so powerful, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's what awakening is. It's just realizing pretty wild. You have control over your own life. So then yeah. doing some of these uh Cabo, what is it? Cambo. Cambo. <laughs> so these are kind of like little like level up techniques, sort of. Like totally. you're in the video game. Mm -hmm. But you're now like, how do you get to the next level? You got a couple gold coins and you're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's how I feel. Like, yeah, when you do stuff is, like yeah. that, yeah, yeah, it's so cool. Level up. It's amazing. Okay, so you also do sound. <laughs> sound healing as well. Super, super powerful, right? It's like sound is creation. Mm. And before we even come into existence, there's like in another dimension, there's sound. Like sound is creation. Mm. And sound has the ability to actually change your cells in your body. It, it allows them to vibrate at a certain frequency, and that's healing you. Mm. It's releasing stuck trauma in mm. your body as well. So how yeah. do you enjoy sound or the vibration yeah i i have my sound bowls that i use okay. and then i channel song as well so i do um like light language i don't know if you've light ever language? heard of light language before yeah. i have you it's are like talking the about so many things i haven't heard about <laughs> i love it oh you'll have to look it up i i can show you some on um my instagram after of different yeah different languages from uh it's basically like the language of your soul your soul understands it but we as like a human self in this 3d world like we don't understand it but our soul knows so when you hear these codes they're coming through and they're activating you in different ways and you actually can hear them no i or, speak it out oh you speak it okay <laughs> i have no idea it kind of sounds like gibberish <laughs> so you speak it and how do you know what to say mm -hmm. it, it's it comes through it's a like a direct channel it just flows through me i'm just a vessel interesting I'm just a vessel well i yeah. remember um going with my friend I've never been like a, a church person, but I remember I went to with my friend when I was younger and it was a Pentecostal church and people started talking in what they called tongues. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of that? Yeah. The people are like, something's being channeled. I guess God is giving them a message and they'd speak it out loud, like, dum, 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 and they're saying these weird things. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. And then someone else in the room is supposed to be able to understand it. Oh. And that's how it works. Interesting. So someone goes, someone just, oh, nah, 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 and then someone else goes, oh, thank you. That was for me. I, I heard what I understood. Uh, it means start taking the garbage out. It's pissing my wife off or whatever the message is. Imagine. I remember going, this <laughs> that's is. That's exactly what they want to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, God. But you want to be careful what you're channeling too. That's the thing. Right. Because demons speak in tongues too. Right. Well, are demons, are these what we were doing oh no maybe you're, getting, I, I, maybe I you're the like, one with the demon hey maybe <laughs> be careful no, right? so no i i 
I work with the higher realms right. and um, there's always a thing that you can do. So I've been studying shamanism as well recently. And one thing that you can do when you're journeying or when you're connecting to higher dimensional beings is you have to verify who they are mm. because they can't lie. They cannot lie in the spirit realm. So you say, oh, are you a compassionate being of love and light that is here to help me? And they have to say yes if they are. And if they're not, they they will not say anything or they'll be like, or like do something weird and run off. And how do you know if they, if they say yes? They'll say, they'll say yes. You just hear it in your head? Yeah. Damn it, I want to hear some <laughs> shit in my head. <laughs> Sounds so freaking cool. We all, we all have that <laughs> ability. Know, we, we're all telepathic. I know, it's like, I want to see the aliens or I want to see yeah. this or I want to see... You know, yeah. and I'm open. I know. Come if you're on. if you're open, that's amazing. Say right? yes. Yeah. And you can just ask. I want say I want to be shown this maybe in the dream state. Mm. That's a lot of the times where it will start is in the dream state in the astral, right? You'll get a lot of messages that way, a lot of downloads. Sometimes I'll wake up and there'll be a word that came to me and I've never heard this word in my life. And I'll go on Google and be like, What is this? And it was like a message. Wow. So there's so many different ways they can communicate. Yeah, but, you have yeah. to be intentional about it, I guess. Mm -hmm. and you can ask, like your spirit guides are there to help you, but you have to ask, right? So you, you build that connection with them, with your higher self, with your guides. You just say hello. You just ask them for help. Your spirit animal guides, right? They're, yeah. they're just there waiting for you, right? It's funny because a few years ago, I worked with a, with a coach and we ended up hitting it off and he's, he's one of my best friends now. And so at a certain point, he's like, yeah, I want to tell you some stuff that's not really a part of my coaching you know, wheelhouse, but like yeah. what I do. And yeah, he was, he was getting me to like, really pay attention to my dreams and write them down mm -hmm. and like would meditate before and ask for an intention intentional yes, dream intentional dream exactly and then yeah. when it happens you got to wake up and write it down to yep. honor that thank you for the thank you for the message thank you for the message yes. if you don't write it down you're not honoring it and you kind of uh, break the cycle and you might forget it too right what, you forget it if you course. wake up remembering it then it was a message right yeah but it's almost like he's like if you want the messages to keep coming write it down gratitude honor it yeah and then it'll keep happening and over one time i uh I had my first feeling like I was like floating or flying or something. Mm. Like it was like, yeah, you were out of your body. That yeah. that was your spirit body leaving. Right. And that's what shamans do when they're journeying, right? Mm. Your physical body is here in this realm and it's protected, but then your light body, your spiritual mm. body yeah. leaves and then it's able to go into the other realms and do the work there. Right. Right. Yeah. So, but it only yeah. worked if you are, you're not just going to, walking down the street and, and have these moments <laughs> to your point, it has to be like an it's intentional. Important. Yes. Yes. Cause you have to, Make sure that you're safe as well. Ask for protection from your guides, you know, mm. verify any spirits that may come through when you're traveling, right? Right. That's why like you have to be careful in the dream state too and in, in the astral because there's a lot of um, astral entities and beings that can like trick you and do all sorts of weird things. Try to have sex with you in the astral too. That's another thing. Hey. Right? Is well, that sex. a bad thing? Well, I don't know. It depends who the-, who the You got seven years entity. to spare? <laughs> right. Okay. It's funny. I'm reading it's crazy out there. So I read this, I'm reading this new book and he's like a business guy who starts, yeah, like his light body leaves his body at night and he, mm -hmm. oh, and he thinks he's going crazy. Long story short, finds, I'm only on chapter I two. I thought that before too. Yeah, you think you're going nuts, but turns out he is now, he has this ability. He's unlocked it by accident. Go to sleep and, and fly around the world and see shit. And mm -hmm. like, I saw you, whatever. Long story short. <laughs> I saw you. I saw you. You were wearing <laughs> a red sweater. Apparently, oh I've done that before to people too. They're like, yeah. uh, you were in my dream last night. Like so many people. Yeah. Apparently, I'm really, really busy. Really? Dream state Oh, lately. my God. It's crazy. But this guy, this is the, cra this is yeah. the crazy part. Because I think a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, the whoever they are, they know. 
which is why they're trying to dim our spirits yes. through all sorts of different various exactly. means. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they know, and I think that there's a whole world that we are, it's being hidden from us. So yes. in this, apparently in this chapter coming up, I'm going to whisper because it's more dramatic. He, <laughs> he goes to, he wants to give us to the White House. He goes, oh my God, if I can fly anywhere, why wouldn't I go to the White House and fly in and like see what the president's doing? Oh my and God. like see some cool secret shit. Yeah. He gets to the White House and he's like astral projecting. He's flying and he gets up there and other astral beings are guarding the White House. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they stop him. Yeah. And, and, and it's like surrounded by other astral. And I'm like, oh my God, are you telling me there's other astral beings? They've got all this figured out. Of course. Because I mean, why wouldn't uh, an enemy country send their astral beings over to Checking on the war room, seeing what's going on. <laughs> and I went, oh my God, that makes so much sense. But isn't that crazy? Crazy. That there is another whole world of guards and protectors yeah. and almost like another whole dimension of another civilization. Yeah. That's flying around doing crazy shit. Oh, totally. Right? That's why it's so important to be careful like when, when you do. Oh, I love that. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, nothing shocks me. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a normal conversation. Right? I thought it was like so groundbreaking. There's guard, <laughs> like ghost guards at the White House. Like, you may not you pass here. You shall not pass. Yeah. Right? Like, it's wild. Oh, yeah. They they have it all covered for sure. Yeah. Okay, and there's so like AI programming and, and stuff like false light in, in the astral and things to confuse you. And that's why it's, you can't just willy nilly be like astral traveling with like no protection, right? You have yeah. to be so careful because you can, these entities can like latch on. Let's say if you wanted to have a, go to sleep and have a, a wild dream. Mm -hmm. Do you have a certain kind of thing that you do to, to protect yourself? Very, very simple. Sometimes all you need to do is set the intention and just speak it out loud. Hmm. saying that you want your guides to protect you. May you be surrounded by, you can call in the archangels. You could say, Archangel Michael, please protect me with the blue flame. Hmm. You know, you can surround yourself with white light as like a bubble of protection. And then you just, you ask your compassionate spirit guides to protect you. Interesting. And to take you. Yeah. And what's your view on like God or the architect or, or the captain of the matrix, whatever, whatever you want to call <laughs> captain it. Captain of the matrix. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> He's well, certainly higher than a captain. He's probably I at least a general. So at least. <laughs> <laughs> what What is your view on that? Because you mm. said Michael, like angels. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah. these are um, like a, other higher dimensional beings, right? There's the angels, archangels. There's um, like light beings, the the aliens, or what? There's so many different types of beings. There's yeah. ascended masters, right? There's gods, goddesses that we can work with as mm. well. You can call on them at any time. Um, but then like my view is I, I say God or source either, or really like the one mm. infinite creator, the ultimate, mm. like the source where everything comes from the dark, the light, like everything comes yeah. from like one source. Right. Yeah. Um, and in, in religion, it's weird because they make it seem like it's this like person, you know, it's like this man in the sky or whatever, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that I think keeps people in fear you know, oh, if I don't do this, then I'm, I'm not going to make it to heaven or, but yeah. like the, the basis of it is stemming from like spirituality and if, even from pag paganism, a lot of these holidays are actually coming from that. Mm. But then religion makes it seem like it's bad. Anything mythical, anything like pagan, it's, it's all bad. It's evil. Yeah. Like, that's not the case. But yeah, I, I think that there is the one infinite creator, the source, which is like pure light, love, white energy. And then that there's different theories on this, but then there's also the creator of the physical reality, which is like the 3D matrix. 
Hmm. And I've heard of the term demiurge, I guess. I don't know. You should look into this because it's pretty fascinating. De de demiurge. Demiurge. I don't know if that's how you say it. Demiurge. demiurge or and what's demiurge. that? Demiurge. And it's like this, this godlike being, but not the one infinite source creator, but it is like the creator of the physical reality, this 3D matrix reality. I thought that was like the god god. Maybe Interesting, not. different levels. Different levels. There's levels to this levels shit. Levels to this shit. Oh I know. God. That's I the know. captain. That's the mm -hmm. captain. There's levels to this shit. But wow. yeah, like Earth, it's Earth School, you know? Earth School. Yeah, <laughs> really, yeah. No, my DMT experience, like I said, I think we mismeasured the dose and we, I took way more than I should have when we blasted off into another dimension. Ooh. And I saw like thought being manifested. Like I saw like the shapes mm. are almost like 5D. And then I would think something. Like um, sacred geometry? Sacred geometry. Yes, that's how it starts. Right. Yeah. It's like would... sound, then sacred geometry. And as it goes through the dimensions, mm. it manifests physically. And I saw it, it like forming. I would think something and I would watch it go and grow. Okay. And I would think something else and it would grow. And that's... the tiniest element that I saw, it was like, looked like a little macaroni. Whoa. It was like a tube, like a bent tube. And I was looking at it and then it would just grow into the next shape. But they all started at little macaronis. That's it, wild. It was so wild. I mean, I was. <laughs> but that's the power of thoughts, right? You you think about something, you manifest it, and the more more you think about it, the yeah. more power you give it, and then eventually you like pull it into three D. You make it bleed and from that reality into three D. Like you have to make it. Yes, exactly. Happen. Yes. I had something really crazy happen to me the other night. Just the other yeah. night. Okay, I'm ready. UFO. You saw one. Contact. And I've, I hadn't experienced this before too. Like I, I communicate with my guides. I get telepathic messages, all that. It was in my sleep, but I was awake in my house. I passed out on the couch that night. And in my dream, I was at like a house party and there was a girl and I didn't know her, but she was like, look, look for the lights. Like they're following me that these lights, like, oh my God. And I was like, huh? This and is then, in your dream. Yeah, in my dream, but I was also like aware, mm. like lu lucid dreaming, mm. but I was also kind of awake. So, all of a sudden there's these like little like lights like kind of like what you were saying there's like geometric shapes and it was like energy and it was a pyramid and it was rotating like that and i was like whoa and then all of a sudden it was like this wave of energy was like, coming towards me and then it manifested as a ufo like what you see like a saucer like a silver mm. flying freaking saucer and it was right above me and then i just went like this and it was like I was frozen and it was sending me this like high frequency, high vibrational energy. And my whole body was vibrating and I was fully awake. Like I, I was aware that this was happening. Wow, you're lucid dreaming. I, like you're- I like, was like literally awake. Cause I, I looked at my phone after I was like fully awake and I knew that that happened. Oh, so it went from like dream to like- Yeah, to like actually happening. Yeah. Oh my God. Like my body was actually vibrating and it was like, yeah, it was sending me this like energy. And I, I knew that like these ships are, there's a lot of them around us, especially in BC and Vancouver. I hear that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of ships above us and they're sending this high frequency energy. And I got the message the day before, like, oh, there's going to be energy sent. And then that happened. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, damn. Like, and it's so cool to be able to talk oh about God. this right now. Some people might think I'm crazy, but more and more people are speaking out about this so i'm like you know what we Fuck love it. the crazy here yeah. contact is going to happen and like disclosure i guess if you will yeah it's already happening and it's happening on an individual basis when you're ready to experience these things or when your frequency is at a certain place because they're interdimensional they're able to connect with you but your frequency has to be at that level right. for them to connect with you right. yeah it's exactly. not like a metal 
tin uh, <laughs> ship that's come from a faraway planet. It's interdimensional. No, interdimensional. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's a big hang up for a lot of people. They're realizing, oh. The galaxies and planets and all of that, like space, that actually exists in the astral. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh and then there's God. so many other, there's so many dimensions, right? Like, yeah. All the way up to the, the 12th dimension and there's I have a feeling there's gonna be a part and... two of this podcast there should be because so, I mean we could go on for days like it's so freaking wild yeah it's yeah. so good so oh my good. god so good and I love being able to talk about this kind of stuff more oh, now me too. Right? it's like you're like the, you're exactly the kind of person I would corner at a party if like I met you like okay tell me about the right dimensions. like literally ask like, me let me leave anything. now <laughs> oh my god um what else did I want to ask you before you I want to ask you about um what is your experience on OnlyFans? Yeah. Because I've never talked to anyone who's on OnlyFans before. No, really? Never? Yeah, it's so wild. You know what? I just said, fuck it. I'm going full <laughs> throttle in all areas because I feel like when you do this work, you you kind of have to, to dive into these spaces, right? These dark worlds or what people might perceive them to be dark, right? In a way, just mm. un unconscious, right? And I'm just going in there and I'm like, no, I'm going to bring the light into these spaces mm. and do it consciously and with intention and it shifts it right there's room for that and people are curious and so I'm going into the OnlyFans world and I'm doing it like yes it's very sexual but then there's an element of healing to it as well teaching people about tantra I'm doing light language activations I'm doing like sound healing but like naked you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's something <laughs> totally different it's like my goddess temple and I want people to come and worship in the goddess temple you know and yeah I have a friend that I shoot with as well and it's just been wild it's been oh my really God. wild and I thought you know I would get more hate or more judgment but it, people have actually been very supportive if you're going to coach people on being free mm -hmm. you can't have any hang-ups about this stuff yeah yeah it's like um people who think that they're totally free but then they wouldn't get up on a table at a restaurant you know, through <laughs> dance. Yeah. Or they wouldn't get up and sing karaoke. Right. It's like, yeah. okay, well, that's a better fear, example. Doing so the karaoke. It's like, okay, yeah. you're a free outgoing person, but you won't get up and do karaoke. So what's stopping you from it's stopping that? You. It's just the judgment of other people, right? The fear of being seen too. Mm. It's like a lot of us are really blocked in our throat chakras. And I had a major issue with that, mm. with speaking. Like I, I didn't even want to be on camera. And I knew mm. like being an actress, everyone's like, what do you mean you don't like being on camera? But it's different. I'm playing a character. The camera's not there. It's different. Mm -hmm. But speaking to the camera was like my nightmare. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say yes to this stuff, like the podcast, right? This being my first podcast. At first right. I was like, had resistance. I'm like, oh no, that's like my fear, right? Like talking and putting myself out there. But now I'm like, fuck it. Here I am. <laughs> this does not know? seem like your first podcast. Like, <laughs> I'm not, very natural. Oh, but, it, it wasn't like this though. Yeah. I had a lot of blockages. Yeah. And then God knows what'll happen after OnlyFans. What's God the next thing? God knows what. Guess I what honest, I do now, I kid? I, I just walk know. down the street naked. <laughs> I am that free. <laughs> Literally. Like I don't, like being naked isn't a thing for me. It's like, yeah. I'm completely confident in that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's beautiful. But what's next? I, I don't know. I, my aim is to make as much money as I can from doing the OnlyFans and working in the club so that I can focus on the healing stuff. Right. Right. And yeah. You know, getting clients and helping people and hosting circles and retreats and all the things. Yeah. And paying for more training as well. I want to fly down to Tulum um, and do some training around sacred sexuality and Amazing. some mystery school stuff yeah. down there. So there's there's so much out there. And uh, in order to do that, of course, you need money, right? So what better way than to... And if you can do it, right? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> have you met any like weirdos on, on OnlyFans? 
or how does that work? Do you get special requests? Like, yeah, send me no, a picture of your feet. For like, sure. I haven't stuff. had any feet things okay. yet. I'm yeah. sure it'll be coming once, yeah. it, once it blows up. Right. <laughs> right. But no, I've had some, some great like back and forth conversation with some people who are genuinely interested in Tantra and healing and they want to yeah. know more about that. Right. And then, you know, I've had some weird requests too. Yeah. Right. Of course. <laughs> people who aren't there for the like a lot spiritual. Of, right. Yeah. They're just, you know, just, um, yeah, a little bit. I don't want to say rude. I haven't had any really, really bad experiences. Yeah. Um, but some people, you know, they want a certain type of content. They want like boy, girl stuff. And I don't have that on, on my page. Not to say I'll never do boy, it. Boy, girl? Yeah. Like actual sex. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So some people want, they want that. Right. Right. Um, and that's not to say I'm not going to do it ever because maybe down the road when I have a partner, maybe that's something that we want to explore is actually teaching people tantric practices and showing them. Mm. And having people pay right and it's yeah interesting why god not? you're doing it all why not <laughs> why not we're all gonna die soon and no one's gonna, gonna care die. so <laughs> but then we're eternal so do we ever actually really right die? exactly no one ever really does we just lose our meat suits this has been great it's i'll been let so you get great. out of here thank you so and much and we'll do this again awesome. absolutely thank you mm -hmm.